BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey ho! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a fun show for you guys this weekend. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Starting with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. So he could be nice to me when he wants to be. So what are you after? What are you being nice to me for? <laughs> Nothing. We want to say hi. We have Astro over here. Astro's on my left. Hi, Astro. Oh, come on, Astro. Say oh, hi to everybody. Come on, you're in showbiz. You got to go up there. There's there Astro. Go. He's in showbiz. <laughs> then we have the chat room starting people coming up. What's up, Anton's in the chat room. B. Claudia in Germany's in the chat room. Hope everybody's well. Give a shout out to our engineer, Juan, and we have a fun show for you guys today. Uh, we had a great weekend Saturday night. We went to uh, Madame Tussauds for Halloween. Tussaud. Tussauds. There's no O on it. It's, it's A-D. So Tussauds. Tussauds. Uh, no S. No, it's got an S on the end of it. So Madame Tussauds. It's Madame Tussauds Hollywood uh, Museum, Wax Museum, not Madame Tussauds Hollywood Max, uh, Wax well, Museum. Yeah, but her name is Tussauds. But when you're referring to the event, it's Tussauds' event. Okay, so we were at Madame Tussauds for Halloween Hotness on Saturday night. 
It sucked getting there because we left Palm Springs. There's only one road that leaves Palm Springs, and there was an accident. So normally it takes about an hour and 45 minutes to get there, and it took three and a half hours to get there, which stunk. So we got there a little late. And uh, and leaving, we were in a parking garage in the fourth floor down, and it took an hour to get out of the parking garage. But all the time while we were there, we had a blast, and it was awesome. You know, we have just too many people living in Los Angeles. There's a wonderful sign when you come from the airport into L.A., it says Los Angeles population, and underneath that it says too many. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree with that. So we saw the, all kinds of fun people. We saw as soon as we walked in, we saw Mike Ferguson, uh, who's always on the show. We saw Sherry Davis. We saw Dave Bailey. We saw Ray Michaels and Frankie. Um, we, we Frankie uh, Ramon, yes, Ramon, uh, Romano. Romano, and um, and then we saw Devony Pin. Um and I forgot all Mar- the people. Marcel Waltz. Oh yeah, Marcel Waltz and Sarah French. How could we forget them? They're our dearest friends. And um and then we also had uh met I met Michael Learned, which I don't know if it's Michael or and my very good friend Danae Montague King was there, uh, dressed as Liz Lauren, who looks like Sophia Loren, and he looked absolutely smashing. And I met Michael Learned, who's the mom on the Waltons, right? And she's also in the new and Dahmer Chikaris TV series. Was there. And George Chikaris, Academy Award winner for West Side Story, was, he there. was there. And um, so many people. I mean, so many to name. I I can't even begin to name them all. But I think we had about eight hundred people, maybe more. Somebody said close to nine. And we raised fifteen, sixteen, sixteen thousand dollars. Over fifteen thousand. I think seventeen thousand ended up so. Being and the uh, line waiting for the red carpet was four or five wide, by about the whole rooftop. I I would say, I don't know how how long it was, but there was a, a mob scene for the red carpet, which was really crazy because nobody really got to do the red carpet well. Uh, nobody was there to tell you position one, two, three, and four. So when people went on, they went into position two or three before they did position one. And one photographer was Getty, another photographer was somebody else. And they get annoyed if they don't get the picture in front of them. They have to shoot sideways, which is somebody else's position. No, it's all bullshit. Al Bandera. I mean, Al Al. Everybody, Al Burke was there. Everybody. And there. Uh, uh, James Duvall from Independence <clears throat> Day and gone in – 30, gone yeah. in 60 and seconds. And the costumes were fabulous. The guy that came as it was absolutely the stealer of the show. It was fabulous. Jimmy, of course, was Chucky and looked great. I got a I great was, picture with it. I was an Egyptian, and I took a fun picture with the statue of Zac Efron. Zac Efron was in a bathing suit and has my hand on his shoulder, and I'm the Egyptian. And I said, if you're good to me, one day you could be queen of, of Egypt. <laughs> I love that. But a lot of people got offended. They thought it was sort of like um, what Hollywood does to movie actors, you know, forces them to have sex. It was a joke, folks. He's a friggin' wax doll. I mean, am I weird? Am I nuts? I'm going to have sex with a wax doll. I mean, then I really put myself away. We also met BJ Mezik, who was on the show just like a month ago. Right. Uh, promoting his movie that he did with Devin e. Penn and Sarah French. And uh, so we met him. He was super nice. And she. And last week's guest, Lillian Mortis, was there, and she did a performance. Right, with her husband. With her husband, Mortis. And she, uh, what a name, what's her face was there? Tracy Lee Coco, who was on our show a couple of months ago right. from Star Trek. Everybody. Lieutenant J. And the costumes were really beautiful. It went from monsters. I mean, Joe Castro and his husband, uh, uh, Stephen, had 
Joe made these monstrous rubber heads that were so big and ugly, disgusting, but scary, but beautiful. Joe Castro is really a master at uh, creating effects for horror films. Absolutely. Uh, who else? There's, there's a whole bunch yeah, of people. There was just a bunch of people. We had a lot of t fun. The evening went so quickly. Next thing I knew, it was 11 o'clock and everybody was gone. Right. Everybody went out to party in Hollywood. Of course, we didn't go to party in Hollywood because we had a two-hour drive to get back to Palm Springs. Which ended up taking <clears> three <throat> hours because right. of traffic. And we had to get back to Astro. <laughs> you know, it really stinks in one way living in Palm Springs because we really socialize in L.A., Los Angeles. For those of you who are not familiar with the demographics of it, Los Angeles is 200 miles from Palm Springs. No, 100. 100, but 200 round trip. Yes. So we have to drive 100 miles in and 100 miles home. If there's no traffic, it's okay. But if there's traffic, it's a very long adventure. So B wants a quick picture, so look up at the camera and smile. <laughs> there you go, B. Love you. <laughs> so, no, we had a good time, though. Uh, also, today... Sean Cannon's birthday. Yep. Happy birthday, So we want to Sean. wish Sean Cannon a happy birthday. It was his wife's birthday two weeks ago, and we went to a party for that. And uh, Sean's a good friend of us and been on the show many Ours, times. Oh, not us. Where'd you learn to speak English? He's a good Florida. friend of ours, yes, from in Florida. In Florida. No, from a friend of ours, not a friend of us. And you're supposed to graduate, what, sixth in your class? Yes, I graduated sixth in my class. He doesn't have, he doesn't know geography. He said he didn't have to learn geography. His grammar I don't is, know. His grammar is I write atrocious. very extremely well. I, I know that, but your grammar uh, and speech is atrocious. That's okay. I mean, I'm, I got kicked out of school at 16 years old. <laughs> I did. I got kicked out of high school. They said, Ron, we don't think that high school is good for you. And I said, you know what? You're right. I'm an actor, and I'm going to go out and become a movie star. And I left high school. I went to hairdressing school. I learned to be one of the top New York hairstylists, made a lot of money to support myself while I was pursuing my career in film. But I wound up on stage more than I did film because it's New York. And here I am today, 82 years old in films. Yay. So you see, never give up, folks. It's never over till the fat lady sings. That's right. Never over. And Anton is in the chat room. Say, hey, Anton. Hi. And for those of you who like my wristwatch, I'm, I have my Mighty Mouse wristwatch. Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. Jimmy bought me this in a flea market. We were in a flea market in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. I forgot Pennsylvania. Where it was. Pennsylvania. And I spotted the wristwatch. And I said, oh, my God, I love that wristwatch but it's going to be a fortune of money because it's an original Mighty Mouse uh, electric. I think it's an electric. Yeah, no, a no, it's a wind-up wind uh, wristwatch. And I went over and I said to the man, I said, how much do you want for the, for the Mighty Mouse? He said, give me 10 bucks. I almost fell out of my boots. I said to Jimmy, 10 bucks, let's do it. <laughs> so we bought the Mighty Mouse wristwatch for 10 bucks, and I love him. I love Mighty Mouse. He was always one of my favorite cartoons. He has Mickey Mouse. He has all uh, yeah, kinds of And them. I just love, I, I rarely wear him because I don't want to scratch the lens or damage him. So I, I'll wear him like now because I'm not walking or moving. I'm sitting here. But my remember Mighty Mouse? Do you remember him? He's going flying down, little mouse. Oh, cute. Anyway, Teresa Saban just joined us too. Hello, Teresa. 
I'm yeah. a child at heart. And that Don, who likes your watches, is having a medical procedure done today, so she's not here. So let's okay. just say hi, Don. We're wishing you the best in your medical procedure. Yeah. Hope it all goes well. But my and mother we'll used to soon. say to me, Ronnie, when are you going to grow up? And I said, I'm never going to grow up, Ma. I'm going to stay as young as I can forever. And I believe that a young mind makes a young body. If you think old, you become old. I'm still a, a, a teenager, a kid. I enjoy Halloween dressing up. I enjoy stupid things, my crazy humor. Uh, I even enjoy this thing next to me. What, what's his name again? What's your name? Yeah. What was your name? Do I? Oh, yeah, I remember. You're my husband, Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> I could be mean. That's just funny. So, all right. So, real quick, you guys, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. You get to hear the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell all over the place. Um, you can hear us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. We're on about 150 more, but those are the big ones. Um, it's a lot of fun. We thank everybody for tuning in every week. And uh, uh, we went up on the rankings. You know, we were number 11 for the best celebrity interview podcast, and now we're number 10. We went up one spot. Um, so so I guess see, they change all the time. So we want to thank everybody. For I'm listening. not going to be happy till we're like number one or two or three. We're going to get there. We'll get there. I hope so. Wouldn't we're new to nice? the list. You know, we've been working hard on this show and I have to put up with this jerk for how many years? 14, 11 years. <laughs> I love him though. I really 10 love years. Him. I love Jimmy to death. He's, I mean, he's it for me till death do part. And that's for sure. But he just annoys me. Does your husband or your wife annoy you sometimes? Well, you want to punch them in the face, but you can't because then you get arrested and they sue you and you go to jail. But I mean, yeah, right. me better still, you know what? <clears throat> I had a cousin. I will not name her. Gorgeous cousin. She looked like Jane Russell also. And she had a husband who she found out cheated on her. So I said to her, how are you going to handle it? She said, oh, it's okay. I just spit in his food every time I cook. And I sit back and I smile as he's eating the food I spit in. And I thought, wow, how Sicilian is that? That's so totally Italian Sicilian. Anyway, uh, she never, ever forgave him, ever, till his death and until her passing also. She's passed away. She never forgave him. She said, the only thing I ever asked my husband to do for me was not cheat. And he didn't cheat once. He had a girlfriend for a very long time. But my cousin was very smart. She had him followed. She caught the son of a bitch. And she tortured him for the rest of his life. You ready for our guest? I'm ready for our guest. Yeah, that was All right, you guys. I know. I know. <clears throat> Everybody Ron's likes a little tidbits. bit of gossip, right? Don't we like a little dish? So now we're going to bring on our first guest, everybody. His name is Michael James Lazar. Yes, and, it is. Uh, and he's got a long-ass name. <laughs> it's not longer than most. I mean, there's a lot of people with long names. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If bring I were in. to use my real name, forget it. We've taken up the whole screen. Hey. There you are. Say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Can you hear me loud and clear? It should, should yes. be working. Yes, we can see you and we can hear you. All right, now then we're going to make a good introduction for you. All right, everybody. Hey, guys. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the super cool and super talented Michael James Lazar. Hello and welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. 
I appreciate well, we it. I know, I know you know Ron, but we do this anyway. So this is my uh, cool outrageous man about town co-host Ron believe, Russell. I'll make believe I don't know him. Oh, what a pleasure <laughs> is to meet you, sir. Nice uh, to meet you again, Ron. Well, yeah, right. You know, it's bullshit. Fucking show is such bullshit. <laughs> Nice like show, business, show business is all full of shit anyway. So. so then we've got a chat room with people filling up in the chat room. Right Say on. hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, guys. There Thank you go. You. Thank you for being here. There you go. So, hey, everybody, I'm going to give you guys an intro to, to Michael. So we first met Michael about a year ago uh, on the roof of the Roosevelt Hotel for an Emmy party for Sean Kanan's show, Studio City. Oh, yes. Yeah, and uh, it was on the roof of it, and Studio City was nominated for a bunch of Emmy awards, and um, and then we met Michael again at Michelle Kanan's birthday party two weeks ago in Palm Springs, where he was dressed up as a as a um, breath as a breathalyzer breathalyzer with and that the, thing on his penis that you blow to find out how much you are. how the how, how hole, you are. was. You know what? If I did that, they would have crucified me. <laughs> you got away with murder. You know, I do little bit of things, and they call me vulgar and stuff. But <laughs> that, that was a big. I like, and it. I liked the girls. They kept blowing it too. It was clever. It was a very <laughs> clever, very really clever. fun costume. It was very. Clever. And then Saturday night, he was also with us at Halloween Hotness at Madame Tussauds. Do we have? Do we? Have, do we ever post a picture of him? At that yeah, we did. Facebook folks, go to my page or Jimmy's page. Yeah, we have a picture of and you. Picture of him with the uh, the blow thing. So you it's guys, funny. Michael's an actor, and the reason we met him originally is because he is part of the cast of Studio City. Sean and Michelle came. Did you know today? Sean's birthday. Today. Sean Kenan's birthday today. Wait, wait, wait. You cut out for a second. What was that? Sean Kanan's birthday is today. I do know. Yes, absolutely I do. Yeah, oh, and so he's, he's... Yeah, yeah, I absolutely... wish him a happy you. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, buddy. I love you. We are, I, we're love, gonna, I love him, too. He's he's so busy for this next month. We're going to connect up when he gets back in town uh, early leaving, December. He's leaving in like five days, I think, to go to... Yeah, yeah. He's hitting he's Italy. All over the place. Yeah. yeah. I'm him. trying to get Michelle and Sean to our house for dinner, and it's impossible because he keeps saying to me, Ron, we've got to catch up. We have to talk. We have to talk. I say, well, where the fuck are you? We can't ever find you. <laughs> I mean, I thank, God, thank God you're all over the place. I know. I know. He's super busy. I go, I go, let's catch up. He's like, yeah, after I get back from Italy, Dubai, names like four of the places, and I'm like, oh, my God, man. It's all over. Just it's wonderful. hit me up whenever the hell you're free. That's right. <laughs> Well, you know, if your career keeps going the way it's going, one day you're going to be just as busy and traveling the world, too. Yeah, I hope so. My passport's ready. Well, it's been ready. You're a good actor. You're a good actor. A few lessons from me, you'd be a great actor, but, you know. I don't have the time. <laughs> I just, you know what I need? I need the I need the, um, the being able to cry on cue, though. Oh, it's easy to cry uh, you know, on so that, you haven't had to do that, that yet. That, that's what see. That's what you're I'm doing. Almost there. That's what you're doing wrong. When <laughs> people cry, they do not squint. When people <laughs> cry, their eyes are open and they just start to cry like this. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what. I didn't do anything opposite on arrest me. I didn't rape. He did. He did. Get the black man. He raped. I'm looking at you know, the, the the great the greats cry cry with their eyes open. The the ones who fake it, the Will Ferrells and the Adam Sandlers. They uh. Oh, the I yes. No, I can't stand the actors that do this. She's dead. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The cry in their hands. Yes. <laughs> I, I oh, can cry on cue. That's a dead I, giveaway. All I do is think of my marriage to Jimmy and the tears just keep coming yeah. and coming and coming. <laughs> I love him. I really you're draw, love him. You're drawn, you're drawn from that real-life experience. Yeah. So tell me now. I'm going to pry. Uh, gay or straight? He met his wife. No, you shut up, Jimmy. The fuck are you? The, the, the guest? I'm doing this for our audience. You know, <laughs> they don't know. I mean, I work with this moron. I'm going to commit suicide soon. <laughs> oh, wait. Gay or straight? Yes. Okay. yes. Married or single? I'm sorry. Oh, married. Married of... Uh, oh, so a beautiful my, girl, I bet. My, my wife, Marlo, of uh, seven years. We have two amazing kids. Good and, for you. Uh, and uh, let me tell you, folks who are not married out there, it is tough especially in these days i feel like the pandemic ripped so many couples apart right like yes. it just it tested it tested the strength of relationships i know yeah. that's why the, my next question to you is you got three thousand bucks to let me to divorce the son of a <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic wears on you know jimmy and i are together 24 7 we go everywhere together we're like siamese twins i work from home i'm you know i so work from home i'm with him oh all. there you go That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I, I, I love it. If You know, he goes to the store. He said, honey, I'm going to the grocery store. Or he'll say, honey, I'm going to be out in the backyard. Everywhere he goes now, he tells me where he's going to go. Like, I can't. Right? I'm interested he's going to the bathroom. But that's what he'll say to me. Oh, I'm going to the bathroom now. I'll say, let's celebrate. <laughs> or don't forget or don't forget the flip side. Wait, where are you going to? Don't forget the where are you going. That's important. He, if I don't tell him, then he'll ask me where I'm going. So exactly. I just tell him. <laughs> I'm here, but where are you going, though? Where are you going? Oh, is your wife? Because you're good looking. Is your wife jealous of you? No, no, no. I, at least I don't. I don't think I, I haven't had sex. Why, well, don't bullshit me. She's not jealous. If you're naked in bed with another hot chick making a movie and you're kissing, can you tell me she's not a little annoyed that you have to wear a jock strap to keep it down? She, she. I haven't had those scenes yet. <laughs> Well, when you do, when you do. But, but yeah, I, I feel like she would. There would probably be a lot of conversation around that. So conversation, yeah. a lot of punches in the face. What do you mean? There could be that too. I would hope not. I'd hope not. No, because, because I have a very good friend of mine who is a very famous actor. I won't give mm -hmm. his name. And he has problems when he does those love scenes with women. He gets a, a big erection. So they yeah. tape down. They actually put yeah. tape from his penis around to his butt. Yeah. And he said sometimes the tape breaks. So I said to him, aren't you lucky? Keep bragging. <laughs> but his wife, his wife has difficulty with it. And yeah. I've spoken to her about it. And I questioned her. And she said, Ron, it's a thought that he is having sex with her that turns him on and that I'm jealous of. I said, listen, he's a man. Get a hole, put hair around it, and a man jumps on it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It could be in the wall, a hole in the wall. Put some hair around it, and a man will jump on it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, I mean, and, and it's funny because I've heard a lot of actors talk about it, and and they really, it really is awkward. If you, if you look at all those actors from Euphoria, 
and then talk about the love scenes, they'll tell you how awkward it was and how, you know, strange it is and and how it, they approach it like a job. It's not what people think out there. Well, so. let's put it this way. What if you were in a movie with Angelina Jolie and you had to lick her nipples? Maybe he doesn't like Angelina Jolie, though. No, I love her. And she's a sweet person. It would be, you know what? It would be. I love her. I love her, it too. Would, it would be strange because a lot of these people are friends first, right? And then right. you have to work with your friend on camera. Right. And That's weird. And feel, right. So That's it be, weird. Right. It'd be strange, but you would have, I mean, you would do it, right? Like that's. Yeah. It, but Lorene Landon, that hot, sexy broad, Lorene Landon that everybody would love oh. to bang. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to bang her forever. She's so hot and sexy. Played my wife in a movie and we had to make out. Lorene and I are best friends. I mean, we're like brother and sister. She came so, to our house for Thanksgiving. So while we're doing wow. the scene, I'm on a bar stool with my legs open. She comes between my legs, and like a son of a bitch that she is, and she loves to joke, she started <laughs> sliding up and down my crotch and rubbing her boobs on my crotch. Of course, they, they never used that scene, but I told them they should have. She did it as a joke. Then she's licking my neck, and then when we kiss, she stuck her tongue in my mouth. She's funny. She did it as a joke, and I just thought, my God, this is so uncomfortable. But you know what? Joe said he's going to use it as an outtake in one of the movies. I like watching it. Oh, I would have given anything to see your face when that was happening. Well, I was laughing my head off. I mean, <laughs> you know, they couldn't use the scene because it was nothing to do with the actual scene. Right. Uh, so wait, let's ask you a hypothetical right? question. So then. Oh, if I were totally straight, I would have probably unzipped my pants and grabbed her head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, cut, cut, hold on, cut, cut, God damn it. So if you uh if you if you were if you were gonna make a movie and you had to make a love uh, have a love scene with someone, like who would your first pick be? If it could be anybody. Hmm. And it can't be your wife, because I know that it would be your first Is your wife an actress? No, she's not. You're going to get your ass kicked. I would keep my mouth shut. I know, you. right, with this, with this answer. Let's go on. Next question. Uh, <laughs> right. well, he, he's a dead man. You know, We're never going to see I, I don't, no, That's why I specified that he's... Michael, that can't we be his will wife. never see you at another event. Look at Ron. Ron trying to protect me right now. And that's the next event, your funeral. She's going to bust your ass open. <laughs> no, let's 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 no let's change it if you had to make love to a man, what man? <laughs> <laughs> at least you won't get in trouble <laughs> at, least, at least you won't get worried you know what sometimes in a movie you have to do that uh, you, know, uh, you know uh uh let's see here uh you know a will smith very handsome man very handsome there man. you go will Who? smith he said will smith very handsome man will smith uh, that's funny all right so let's go no, back with me it would be jason oh yeah he likes jason, jason statement Statham. Oh, Statham's Statham's an amazing him. person. He's yeah. a great actor. Great, he's, yeah. He's something, he's something new and exciting. I love Incredible. how he eats up eight and ten people at once. So <laughs> hang on, guys. First of all, you guys, if you want to find follow Michael on Instagram, he's MJ Lazar, L-A-Z-A-R. So an M, a J, and Lazar for Michael James Lazar. Go oh, follow. Uh, I post interesting have, stuff. Follow, you, you follow him. You have beautiful teeth. How Thank often, you. How often do you brush? Once a week. No, you're full of shit. <laughs> no, seriously. No, no, no. I, I, br I brush. I mean, I, you know, it's a thing um, where I remember as a kid, like, I really had a hard time brushing, you know, like, I just did not like doing it. But as an adult, I probably do it after every meal. Um, just because, you know, how you feel things like in your teeth and you, 
you know, you just ate and you want to, it just feels weird, you know? I do that too. Well, if you're now. Too, you know, when you're working on a set, sometimes the roach coach has garbage food that sticks to your teeth. Right. So you have to brush it. Carol Burnett brushed her teeth about eight times a day. Oh. And she said she never got a cavity. So oh. there is something to brushing. Okay. I brush all the time. If I'm working on a film, right. I will put mints in my mouth. I put oh. brushing. Because Absolutely. You don't want absolutely. to, you know, you don't I want your coworker to go. No, you're, you're absolutely, because you're working, you're working in such close proximity with everyone. So I bring my, I have a little, um, little bag, a little bag of all my, um, leather bag of all my, you know, uh, Hoodies. I have one too. Tooth. Yeah. Yeah. You, bathroom utensils. And so I'll bring that, put it in my trailer. And, uh, yeah, as often as I'm able to go back <laughs> and brush, I'll do it. Next question. Did you enjoy working on Studio City? I did. It, it was a it was a unique um, experience working on Studio City. Um, prior to that, Sean and I. So originally, Studio City's concept was something a little bit different. And Sean, um, the way I met Sean is because he lived in my building, and so we lived in the same place. And he had a script, and he was like, you know, um, I got the script. You know, we're going to do a cold read, a table read. You know, and I want to hear this roll out loud. So. I was like, okay, cool. So I went down, we did a table read and it was more of a, I want to say it was a, it was more of a comedy to be honest. Not, not so much. Really? Of a comedy. Really? Yeah. And it was fast paced and it was hilarious. And this was only, this was, I think only like a first or second draft. Well, and, we, watched, um, we watched every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. And so it was, it was different than the Studio City that that was released, but um, my, my I really next like question, that. My next question is because I want to talk. Fuck you! I'm talking. You <laughs> talk my next question is a very serious question, and I want yeah. a serious actor. Things have changed for black actors. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel like the token black actor? They had to put a black in, so they stuck you in a movie or a film. And what what did that feel like if it if it happened? No, I've never felt like that. And, and 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 to be honest, and to be honest, if I am like one of the only black people, I feel fortunate. I'm like, yeah, okay. yeah. we have a good friend, you know, who I'm talking about who's going to be in my movie. You know, my buddy who I shared my trailer with black, oh, yeah, black yeah. actor. I won't, I won't name. And he c- kept saying to me, you know, I'm the, t- the token black in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, to him, no, you're not. You're just a good actor. And we needed you in that part. Right. Lighting screwed up. There's a scene where I'm counting out money. Okay. And it's a dark room. All you saw was his teeth and eyeballs. <laughs> oh, no. And they left he has it nice in, teeth like you. And, and, and they I, left it, looks, it in the movie. And, mo- and, and he's a darker skinned guy. Is he? He's probably yeah, a darker skinned skin guy. He's darker, uh, yes. he's darker than you are. Rufus, he's cool. Rufus. You, maybe you know Rufus. He's Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tall guy, right? Rufus Dorsey, handsome, yeah, cool guy. really good-looking tall guy. Only, yeah, only loves blondes with great big tits. He's a wolf. I, I love Rufus. Is a good buddy of mine. And when I saw the uh, film, I almost died. We were like laughing because it was so. Oh, I, I, I laughed after I died because if, at first I went, "Oh my god!" And then I laughed because I remember this stupid guy lighting it. He wanted a dark, sort of mysterious, uh, spooky right. effect. But they lit it for two white guys. They didn't light it for the black guy. So I kind of was pissed off about that. It's you know what, and 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 that's so tricky when you have a darker skinned black black person 
and you have a and you have a white person or a lighter skinned person and you're trying to set the tone in in you know in the lighting and it's it has to be challenging it has to be extremely challenging well, yeah. I got very tanned because I've been going to the pool. I stopped going in the sun because I'm filming another month. Mm-hmm. And I know if I get almost your color. I'm a little bit oh. lighter. I'm Italian. You know, Italians are like black. Oh, people. yeah, you guys get dark. Very dark. So yeah. I know that when we film, it, they have difficulty because they light the other guy and I come out blurry. It's Anyway, yes. That's so, hey, why Sophia Loren had that problem. Sophia yeah. Loren. Always was black as anything. And when she shot, they had to do special lighting on her. And then Cary Grant was dark, so it was okay. But when Sophia was with an actor who wasn't dark, they had a lot of trouble. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can see that. So it is a I want to brag, first of all. Okay, so first of all, you guys, Studio City, for anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's an Emmy-winning uh, dramedy. It's on Amazon Prime. Some of the people in it, uh, Sean, who wrote it? Sean Kanan, Michelle Kanan wrote it, Sean Kanan, Aaron Michelle Soto, uh, Philip Bruin, Tristan Rogers, Natalie Byrne, Carolyn Hennessy, Anna Maria Horsford, Michelle Kanan, Ron Moss. We've had everybody on our show except Natalie Byrne. Now that we've and Philip, there's only two left besides you. We, everybody else has been on the show of those people. Anna Maria? Anna Maria? Yeah, oh, yeah, we had Anna Maria on the show. Yeah, she oh, I, I love Hennessy. Hennessy's part is so. And Anna Maria, he was talking about Anna Maria. No, I'm talking. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love Anna Maria. You couldn't. Yeah, she's amazing. He was so great. We were almost making out on the rooftop party. (laughs) I fell in love with her. I loved her way back in early television when she was that poor little girl in love with the minister who didn't give her a second look. You're too young. Yeah. I was like, which one was this? <laughs> way back, way back in the 70s, I believe. She was a beautiful young girl in love with this very handsome black guy who was a minister. And he didn't even know she was alive. And she pined. It was a really big show. Every week she suffered and pined over him. And, pined. and I fell in love with her character and her then. Right. So when we met her, I was so excited because she's somebody I really admired for so many years. She has a wonderful voice. The little yeah. crack in it, and yeah. when she talk, and she's adorable, and in person, forget it. And as Medea's friend in the Medea Christmas movie, funny, she's freaking awesome. She's great, she's <laughs> and she's in Hacks great. too. She's in Hacks. You know, you have yeah, to. Yeah. I love Hacks. You have to be yeah. careful today when you praise black actors because people think you're full of shit. You're just saying it because it's the in thing to do now to help the black people. I don't believe in that shit. Black, white, green, orange, or purple. If you're a good actor, you're a good actor. I yeah. adore you. I love her. I don't, you know what? I was with C.C. Pennington. Finally, you know C.C.? The song. Yeah, finally, finally, it has happened to me. Anyway, C.C. Really- Pounder or C.C.? C.C. Penniston, Penniston is her name. Okay. No, I don't think I know. And I was talking to her about yeah. somebody, and she said, oh, the black girl? I said, you know, I have no idea. I never really noticed. And she was so proud of me. She said, Ron, swear to God. I said, you know, Cece, I never really thought about it. I just liked her. And I come from Brooklyn. I come from New York. I went to school with black people, Puerto Rican people. So for me, it's no big deal. But a lot of these areas out here, you know, the whitey areas, they faint. They don't get it. (laughs) And I I don't want to get political, but I... I, No, no, but I just wanted to make the point for my viewers that I don't kiss anybody's ass or blow smoke up anybody's ass unless I believe what they do is good. This right. is a handsome black man. He's a good actor and more power to him. And, go and we're going to brag go about get some that of the great things that he's been Go get in. that fucking Oscar. 
Wait, tell us though. Tell everybody who you are in Studio City. You play Brian. Brian. Tell them who Brian. your character is. Um, I play I play Brian. Um, uh, I play Brian Sean's agent or or uh, uh Sam, um Sam's agent, uh, which is Sean Kanan's character Sam, and right. and um you know it Studio City it, it kind of came on like a whirlwind to be honest. It was um. It was something that that we knew they wanted to develop. We didn't quite know when, and when it when it popped up, it kind of popped up out of out of the blue, and they got everything going within a very short time frame. Um, it was it was honestly the first time in my career since I started my career um, that I I you know that, that I I had to really get into this sort of not guerrilla filmmaking, but it was very, very fast and very um, just spontaneous. The scripts we would get, because of, again, all those actors, Carolyn Hennessy, uh, Patrika Darbo, Tristan, they all come from Sean. They all, so come from the soap, they, they all come from the soap world. And the soap world moves extremely fast. fast. Very yes. fast. For, for, those, for those out there who don't know. So um, it was, it was, amazing to me and it was a, definitely a huge learning curve for me um because again i i was coming off of Grey's anatomy studio you know uh, uh orville and things like that you know we have time in our trailers to go over go over our sides we rehearse some stuff like that this was a little different this was like you get your sides like four or five right. pages the the day of and you go <laughs> right into it and you go right into it so it was, it, it was a huge huge learning curve for me but was, <laughs> and if you and if you drop your lines they beat you up yeah right well i mean they get really mad if you drop your lines yeah it's it's one of those things you know it it um on one hand i'm really glad because the experience was was uh it was really beneficial and helpful in that in that way and it made you pull everything out that you that you knew you know as an actor how to prep and how to get ready at the same time um my character in particular, I feel like there's a. I feel like I wish I had a little bit more prep time for that because, <laughs> because, because there's because it's so there is when when you really think about Sam and uh, and uh, my character's relationship, uh, his agent, it's layered and there's history to that. And I wish I got to develop that a little bit more. But um, if we continue to go. Uh, you try to make him and he wants to be an action star and you're giving him like diaper commercials right. or some shit. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was so funny. You know, Sean and I, we had our best moments when we could just kind of riff, I feel like, like when we just went off the cuff and, and you know, but of course they don't, they didn't keep those takes, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, but in, in soaps, you have to do perbatim. You cannot right. insert another word that's not in that script. I spoke to Sean about being on that show. There was almost a role for me uh, playing Sean's father who raped his mother. Oh. I don't think they ever shot that anyway. So Sean said, no, they never shot that. They he never said, shot but that. Warren, you can't remember lines. I said, of course I can't. I'm 82 years old. How can <laughs> I remember lines? I said, but I will know all my lines because Jimmy talks them to, I have an earplug. And oh. every movie I make, I don't even know those lines. I remember some of them, maybe. Right. But Jimmy feeds me my cue lines. 
So I'm I'm wonderful. I never drop a line. And people think I'm brilliant. <laughs> you're, like, you're like you're like Brando. Brando used yeah. to do that. Remember that? Yeah, everybody well, does that. Johnny, and, Johnny, yeah. Johnny De Niro. They're all uh, doing it. And that famous one that everybody loves, the old lady. What's her name? Uh, everybody wants to be in a movie with her. Uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. She uses one. You know, when you get to be she a certain one? age, who? She Meryl. Meryl I don't know Streep. that she does. I know the other people. No, do. Meryl Streep uses an earplug. She had every. Listen, when you get to be near 80, you don't remember too much of anything. Yeah. True. You know, age, it's not. I, mean, I don't so want to say, yeah, true. Like, like I know this. I don't know that. I would hope. How I would old are you? 30? What are you, 30? All of 30? 30, 30, 36. 36. You got a long way to go. Yeah, to you got a long 80. way to go. But I, I, hope, was, I, hope I, I hope I make it to 80. Yeah, you're, when you're I was it. your age, I, I come from New York. I did stage. And I remember oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. I had yeah. no problem. Right. Now I read it over and over again. Then I go on the set and I go, Ooh. <laughs> what was the line? <laughs> he actually remembers the lines a lot of the times, but he doesn't remember where they go. Like right. he doesn't remember what the cue line is before his line. Right. And oh, so that, that's, God. a lot of times he knows the line pretty much. I just have to give him a little bit to Once hit to get it going. Once he gives me the lead, all right. he has to do is give me the lead and I'm right there. Okay. But I forget. Like in other words, you know, when you read a script, you have your passage, their passage. Yeah. I can sometimes skip a passage and go to the third passage, which has nothing to do with the second <laughs> passage. So that's the problem. But in the meantime, he's got six films coming up, so he's, he's and working. I, and I just put about <laughs> four. I put now, are, four you, are you are you are you behind the camera with that too? Are you in the? Are no, you I'm an actor. Well, I, I produce. He produces. I produce. Oh, you're, you're the, okay, so I wasn't. I, I know you produce, Jimmy. I wasn't sure. If yeah. You produced, no, Ron no. doesn't produce. Ron's I, talent. I'm, I'm just talent. I okay. Just, Okay. I'm, I'm like the go find the money guy. And then I've, I've been in the bit, I've been in acting 64 years. Wow. And I love when they say to Ron Russell, an overnight hit. Yeah, 64 years worth of an overnight hit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you love that? Yeah, you got to love that, right? Oh, we've just seen you. Where have you been? Wow, this is amazing. It's like, uh, <laughs> it I've been... It 64 years to get where I am today. Right. Boy, oh boy, was that a schlep. <laughs> well, okay, so wait, we're gonna do some bragging. So, because you've done extensive television, and I mean, like, not television, like on without an earplug. Yeah, without an earplug. Done extensive television. So, you guys, here's some of the shows that he's yeah. been on: Grey's Anatomy, The Orville, I'm Dying Up Here. That's the only one I didn't know. Lethal Weapon, yeah. Super High, Bones, Jane mm -hmm. the Virgin, Criminal Minds, Army Wives, Big Time Rush, Animal Kingdom, Roar. This is us, like the biggest show on the fucking planet. Brooklyn Nine Nine, <laughs> as we see it, Nine One One. I mean, those are all huge. And yeah. I have to tell you that I I never saw you on Big Time Rush, but I love those musical parody kids show things. And you played a rapper on there. Did you actually rap? Oh yeah, I did. Um, that was actually <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did. That was actually my very very first role, major speaking role that I ever booked. I believe that was like back in twenty. I, I didn't even have an agent. I think this was. Funny, this was, I was still doing background work. I want to say this was back, back in 2009-ish. And it just so happens that whoever was supposed to fill this little slot uh, for this montage they were shooting for Big Time Rush uh, either didn't show up or something, whatever it was. And so the background agency I was with was like, hey, can you rush to, where was this at? Can you rush to Paramount and shoot this? I was like, absolutely and it's a speaking uh -huh. role are you kidding me <laughs> tell me tell me how soon i need to be there I'll, I'll get all my shit i'm coming and so um yeah i got there and yeah it was my first speaking role and so yeah it, it was i had to rap they were doing this montage i had a friend of mine who was a who's who is an extremely talented opera uh, operatic singer 
And he also booked a role in that little montage. So he did his thing. I did my thing. It's a, it's a really quick clip um, because it's, again, this little montage part. But it's, it, it was funny. It was fun. But that was your SAG eligibility then. That was uh well back then, yeah, yeah, I believe it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 2009, I, I thought I said 2010, but so 2000. So basically, you're like 13 years you've been acting, or acting as a speaking person. Well, I I wouldn't say that because I don't take it from when I got that because after I got that, I really did. I I, I had no idea about the industry. I had nothing. So I really take it from when I booked my first my first television role, like with my agent, which was 2013. But but I guess we could take it back to them because I was doing theater. I was at that time, like I'm rooted in theater. I'm rooted on the stage. So um, up like from like 2007, six, up until about 2009 or 10, I was doing a lot of theater, tons of theater, background work. And then around 2012, 2013, I finally started to wrap my head around this industry thing right and uh got an agent and that's when i booked army wives which was my first role it was, was, a, big, it was michael, a big show it michael, was a big show michael i firmly believe the best actors came from the stage absolutely if you don't have stage absolutely. experience you're not you don't have film quality every actor that i know that's been terrific has been stage it's giving me goosebumps so much yeah i have 350 people listening to you and you have to make them cry, laugh, or be frightened. Is a thrill. Yeah. I miss. Oh. I miss. I miss. I miss performing. People oh, it's, it's, I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna. Um, I'm looking into it right now. I have a friend of mine who is who is performing all over um, in the theater right now in, in Los Angeles, and he was like, "Hey, man, you want me to introduce you to some, uh, you know, uh, the, the theater casting directors that are going on that are happening right now that are casting?" I'm like, "Absolutely." So I'm thinking about. Not even thinking about. It. I'm probably going to get back on the stage um, very soon. So you need to. It sharpens your, your brain. You, yeah, you it makes you it. sharper. Absolutely. Michael, where are you from? I'm sorry. Where are you from originally? Oh, Los Angeles. I'm from here. Oh, so you're in LA. Oh, boy. wow. In LA. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hardcore New York. I know you. You New. You New Yorkers in your theater. That's some. Oh, that's, New York that's business. <laughs> I like my audiences if they were primarily Jewish or mafia. <laughs> then I have, no, really, Italians are the best audience and Jewish. The wasps are difficult because they sit there and they don't make any expressions. You don't know if they like it or they don't. I was so going to say, it, it has to be at the end when, when the play, when the production yeah, is done. Jewish you know, people you know. and Italian people are with you every word you say. It's wonderful. I do yeah. miss performing. I don't call myself an actor. People say, are you an actor? I say, no, I'm a performer. Yeah. Because I performed in television, stage, and film. So right. basically, I'm, you're a performer as well. Because yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Sing? Yeah. Do you sing? Like, do you do musicals? I sang. Or he sang. Oh, I you sing? sing. No, yeah. no, no. I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm a horrible singer. I also swept. <laughs> I also swept the stage floor. I also helped paint sets. I also sewed costumes that ripped. Really? I did, oh, I did everything. Oh, you want to? So I, I never sewed costumes, but. Here's another little tidbit. I worked, um, again, when I was trying to find my way to the industry and what I want to do, um, I worked on Iron Man 1 as an assistant costumer. Oh, I saw that on your... I saw that on your... I'm proud proud to say that I did all of Hermione Gingold's wigs for High Spirits because I, I was going to hairdressing school and they got us students to go set the wigs and then the, the hairstylist would comb them out. Well, really? I... 
good job combing out the wig. They hired me. I got $15 a night, 15 bucks a night Ooh. for combing out the wigs before showtime for um, Hermione Gingle and Tammy Grimes. Wow. These are old stars of, of wonderful stars, but I, I don't even know. Who they you know, are, I got so. to know what the backstage was and downstage. Before oh yeah, I worked on a stage. It's like a, it's like a whole other world that just comes it's to life. And, and and the other great thing I love about the stage is that there are no do overs. You're no. There, you're there and you're present and whatever. <laughs> I did. I did it. There's a guy named I don't know if you do. You, you know what? You, you might be familiar with him. Do you know who Jer George Murdoch is? I know the name, but I don't know who. Mur he is. I know Murdoch. Right. Okay. That's so George, so George George Murdoch um, was in a ton of television back in the the 60s and the 50s, and uh, he was on Bonanza. He had a pretty long standing role in Bonanza and a lot of other uh, great productions. But we did a production, a theater production, and it was based on the Chicago Seven. So it was called the Chicago Conspiracy Trial. And we did it at the Odyssey Theater uh, in West L.A. Uh, back in, I want to say this was probably around 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. And we, there would be nights where, <laughs> where he would have a, a long, like, a long monologue um, because he played the judge, right, ruling over the trial. And he would forget chunks <laughs> of the monologue and skip over literally pages of... <laughs> Of the uh, of the production, was he? and How we would just and we would just pick up right where it was, and we would. I mean, no one would think twice about it, and we would just go from wherever he left off. You know what I mean? And it was it was so. Well, amazing. I love directors that say to me, "Listen, Ron, you don't have to do word verbatim. Do what you feel. We hire you as an actor. We want you to do your best." Right. And I get freedom of of lines. I love it. Because right. I rewrite half of their lines for them, especially when I, I always play a gangster, a mafia guy. I wonder why, right? But <laughs> my map, my accent. And sometimes they don't, LA people don't know how to write Brooklyn mafia. You know, it's not, oh, shuck, darn heck, I'm going to kill you. Right. That's, no. that's not Brooklyn. Brooklyn is, you're going to get it. I'm going to plug you. You right. know what I mean? There's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, they're not like, even. I, my I mean, next, goes to my next question. Do you like a director that gives you freedom or would you prefer to stick verbatim to the lines of the script? Well, so, and that, that was, a, again, that was uh, a big, a big thing with um, Studio City for me, right? Because I like a director. Here, here's what I like. I like the directors who have a vision, right? I like to know their vision. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to guess. I have, I have my vision of the character. But the story and where you see the character and, and you know, you kind of know where my character fits as far as your entire vision of uh, the project um, and of a, a particular episode or, or whatever it is that you're shooting. So um, I like to know the director's vision. I like to work collaboratively, but I also like to have the freedom to play with things if something doesn't feel right. Right. So I, I like that. Too. It, it should be a collaborative effort. I'm not too I'm not such a stickler on something where I'm like, I need to have it this way or, or else I'm not doing it. It's more of, I do want your input. I do want to know where you see this. If I'm way too far left, let me know. If I'm too far right. Let me know. Um, because I want to execute it, uh, the way that it should be executed. So yeah. And every director I've worked with <clears throat> Grey's Anatomy, none more than Grey's Anatomy, uh, uh, shout out to Allison Liddy Brown, who directed that episode. She's a phenomenal 
director, incredibly talented, incredibly uh, specific with every moment. Um, and she's directed a lot of Scandal, Grey's Anatomy. Um, but <clears throat> those scenes are, uh, they're so specific and so tight. Uh, every word of dialogue you believe. And um, because she she doesn't move on until she gets that from the actors. So that I, that's I, what I, write, I write dialogue. Yeah. I wrote a movie and everybody that's read the script said, oh, my God, the dialogue is incredible. I said, yeah. because I come from a dialogue generation. Mm-hmm. In my day, dialogue was so important. It established mm-hmm. the beginning, the middle and the end mm-hmm. of a film or a, a play. Today, they don't have that. I believe, and I'm going to ask you this question. Yeah. Are you a stickler for continuity in a script? Hmm. Some scripts you read, it starts off, they're on the moon. Then two right. pages later, they're in a sewer. And then three pa- pages later, they're on an airplane. <laughs> and you say, how the fuck did they get all those places? I yeah, I mean, I mean it, ha- it has to make sense. It has to make sense. Continuity. Uh, in the context of, of what's happening, right? Yeah. Like it has to, you know, the, the, the show... <laughs> The film. I was talking to a friend about this the other day because we're actually developing a project right now. But but the sh- the the films that have been greenlit that piss me off are all those spoof. A lot of those spoof films. So like let, uh, you know, Meet the Spartans, yeah. which had all, and that's that's just one because I saw it on HBO the other day and I had to rewatch it because I was just I, I was like it couldn't have been as bad as when I watched it way back. It was then. bad, and it really really is because they they just set up these jokes. They just have these setups. And it's all just, it's a film of just the setup, your, your punchline, your setup, and then your punchline. And, Is and it a comedy? It, yeah. Um, it, it's supposed to be a comedy. Supposed to be. It, it, yeah, it's supposed I to be a comedy. I didn't think the scary movie ones were that bad, but the one that made fun right. of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey one, the ones that made fun of that, that one was really fucking bad. Oh, it's, yeah. it's bad. It's, it's, it was so bad, Ron. <laughs> and they have, they have a string of those. So scary movie... The scary movie, the first two or three that were directed by the Wayne, they were pretty good. They were good. Those were good, right? Those were really solid because there was a through there was a through line. There was a story. There was a storyline behind all the spoofy things they did along the way. But there was a story, right? They went to a house. They had to figure out continuity, right? The 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 newer ones, they there's no story. They're just a bunch of setups, setup jokes, you know, and and most film is that way, yeah. Yeah. No, I get a lot of scripts through my com- computer because they want me to give them to Jimmy so Jimmy funds their movie. Right. So everybody and their mother sends me a script. I don't bother reading more than five lines of a script because I know immediately it's it's a piece of shit or it's not going right. to go anywhere. Or the guy that wrote it was a psycho. He just got out of a nut house and <laughs> talking about his life, who gives a shit. And I find that writing today stinks. Lillian Helmlin, I don't think you know who that is. Lillian Helmlin was a German uh, writer who mm-hmm. wrote Broadway years ago. Betty Davis only wanted to work in a Broadway play that she did because the dialogue, the storyline was incredible. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand is why the young writers today, maybe they blow a lot of dope or they smoke too much, I don't know, pot, but they, they don't seem to be involved with it they don't seem to be in the moment like i keep telling jimmy in a lot of the scripts that we have why is there no character i don't know who this character is there's no character description development he doesn't not even development description i would write and 
the gangster looked in the mirror and he saw his mustache needed shaving or trimming. Now we know that the, the gangster had a mustache. You know what I mean? That sort of a thing. Oh, they you mean like you mean like the um not I don't want to call it the exposition, but like the like the direction before the dialogue. No, not direction. God forbid you write direction in a script, they throw your script in the garbage. Oh no. <laughs> uh, there's no such thing as direction. No, I'm what I'm trying to say is okay, here she is. Um I'm a beautiful blonde with very big tits and I'm looking in the mirror naked and I love my body. That's the line. Oh. That's thinking to herself. So now at least we know uh, it's a very bad illustration, but you get the point. Yeah. They don't yeah, yeah. write that way. What they write is Johnny walked into the room and Mary said, hello. Well, who the fuck is Johnny and who the fuck is Mary? Do I give a <laughs> shit about them? I don't. I don't care if John and Mary. He never cares kid. about anything. In the horror movies, well, he doesn't really watch horror movies. I watch all of them, but he's just I, I'm like, them. Well, we go to a lot of them. And I'm in them. To see, because he's in them. And he's like, who cares when these people die? Nobody gives a shit. They don't know who they are. They don't, there's no, yeah. you don't, you don't have any. That's, that's, that's true. Example, example that's true. Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, the original with Janet Lee and per Tony Perkins. Right. 10 minutes of the film, we grew to love Janet Lee's character. And but then that, she but murdered it, in the shower. Boy, but, isn't that, that, hmm? but that's the point, though, right? Like, when it comes to horror films, we care about Laurie Strode. We care about uh, Janet Lee's character. We care about uh, who else? We care about Sidney Prescott, right, in The Screams. But the other characters, do we really? I mean, are, are they meant to be cared about? Or, are, I mean, not not so much. I mean, we care. We care. In the first Scream, we did care about... Uh, you know, some of her friends, like her, uh, who was it? Rose McGowan that played. Yeah, uh, I cared about it. I liked a whole bunch of them. Right. And the guy who knew all the shit about the movies and stuff. Exactly. When he didn't get killed, they'll tell the second one. <laughs> exactly, right? But so, I, I mean, they, they can't, I think that the focus is still on the main character, though, right? In horror. And I don't yes. know, I don't, I don't really know. That's something I really haven't thought about, the way horror is written, because it, it is a very specific type of um writing right like the way you write yes. those stories yeah hang on i want to switch this a little bit so first of all i want to say congrats because like your tv roles are big you were in because two of the shows that you in the last 10 years probably or 12 years gray's anatomy and this is us probably like two of the biggest tv shows like of the of that time frame mm -hmm. you know yeah and, and so you uh, you got to be on both of them and mm -hmm. i think animal kingdom right now is like a pretty big show also yeah. you know my Ferguson, the guy with all the tattoos. Do you know Mike Ferguson? Because he I never was in met Mike. No, no, I think we, no, I never met Mike. No. Okay. Michael scared the shit out of you if you see him. But he's but a nice he's guy. A pussy cat. He's a lamb. He's a he's a pussy cat. In a, you know, in a uh, scary. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got to work with uh, the the main the main brothers when I uh, when we shot our two. Uh, I think I two episodes, right? Yeah. So I was in two of those episodes. Um, uh, I think with the current season. Yeah, because they're on their last season right now. So. Yeah, I was. I was. I haven't watched the show, but I heard it's really good. Ron's daughter it, watched it. She said it's really good. It is really good. They do a good job. I mean, if if that's kind of your thing, because they're they're taking it from um, you know, the family lives in Oceanside, and they're giving a lot of props to Oceanside and that whole beach city, and you know, they they you know, uh, what's her name? Ellen Barkin is kind of the lead of the. I love her. Yeah. She's the grandmother. She leads us. Love her, love her. But isn't it basically like about a like a? It's kind of like a, like the mafia, but it's not really the mafia. <laughs> no, I mean no, no. They're they're not really no, no, like they're a, not really the mafia or something like a drug cartel family or something. No, no, no. They're not even a drug cartel. They're just a family of thieves. They they they. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> we should have a family of thieves, and 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 the grandmother is the ringleader of them all. And so she, it's like she takes all of her grandsons and like teaches them how to, you know, how to do this life and how to do it, uh, you know, in a in a um, in a safe way. So they're never caught. And, and so yeah, they just they go, yeah, they, go, they, go, they go for like the high end heists, and yeah, that's what they do. And so. But it's funny. I mean, there's a lot of drama. There's sex. There's girlfriends. There's the beach. There's the, you know, you have you have it all set in this beach town, you know, in Oceanside. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's 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 interesting. It's definitely an interesting show. Yeah, I like all right, I mean, so six seasons. Yeah, six seasons. Here's my hypothetical then for you because we've only got a couple of minutes till our next okay. guest come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all right, uh, bucket list. Now you've been on a bunch of shows with some really huge stars, but bucket list: male and female actor that you'd love to work with um, <laughs> that you haven't had a chance to work with yet. And the second part of the question is, if you could work with, uh, if you could have been in any movie ever made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Oh, wow. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a really, wow, man. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I have two of those, I had two of those films, right? Okay. Um, I think, um, so the, the fir- first two that I would love to work with, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis would, man. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, amazing. That's a good actor. pick. Amazing. I mean, if there's any actor out there who I just want to sit down with, talk to, or work with, it'd be Daniel Day. Um, because he's on a level that I think is just way above everybody. And I've seen a lot of them work, you know. I've seen a lot of a lot of the greats work, but it, there's just something about his work that, you know, is unmistaken, unmistakably uh, uh, um, sub, uh, far surpasses everyone else. But so Daniel Day Lewis and uh, I would probably say um, Four Corners. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I, I love Meryl Streep. I love. I mean, I've I've worked with Viola on on um, right. How to Get Away with Murder. What a great show that is too. That's yeah. a great show. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, it He's was so quick. Oh, it, it it was such a quick scene so i didn't really get the time with her but i'd love to work with either one of those women they're they're incredible so i would say i put them at the same meryl and viola and then films there's two of them that i would have loved to have been black panther one oh my god okay would love to to have had any role i don't care it could have been clicking my tongue and i would have been (laughs) i don't care i'd I'd love to been a part of that and then um glory remember the film glory yeah actually that's a really old film old film Denzel but, Washington, right? As I think Denzel, that was Denzel's first. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, Matthew Broderick, Carrie oh, Elwes. The, the story, the story, and the history in that, and the way they shot That's it. Was so, oh, Morgan Freeman. Sorry, Morgan Freeman was in. Yeah, it. Morgan Freeman. Um, uh, but it was such a beautifully told and beautifully shot story, uh, and it's and it's based on on what really happened um, in the fifty fourth regiment. A lot of people just don't know that story. So, those two films, I would I would have loved to be a part of. I love it. I think that's fabulous. And if you were going to be on a different soap opera besides Studio City, no, he's never leaving. Studio. Yeah, no, no, but no, they're all, they're all on. So, have you ever done any other soap operas? Well, well, I've been. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been called in, and I've been, I've, I have been called in a ton for uh, General Hospital. Um, what's the other? That would one? be mine. That's my favorite. I watched that all through college. No, Studio City's yeah. the best. No, I know, but this is different. This no, is yeah. different. There's, there's there's two of them. There's General Hospital, and there's another one that that I've been called in a lot for. And Old and the Beautiful. Um, uh, and I and I have booked them, but it's like one of those things where they, I'm sorry, they pin you, they pin you, and you wait to see if you got the booking, and they they release the pin if they're going to go with someone else or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
any soap. I'm, I'm not picky. I'm not picky. I just, I just like, I love to work. Like, so. like those soap operas are no joke. You know, they're hard work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, very hard work. They shoot long hours. Yeah. And fast, like you said, you get exhausted quickly. I mean, and, I that's, know. And, that's, and that's why I said, you know, shooting Studio City was a good taste of that. Um, but I love it. I, I really do love that. So if if I were to work, um, I think I'd be more prepared now and just know what to expect and what right. to walk into. And uh, yeah, I think it'd be fun. But you know, it, it's I'm just happy to work wherever. You know, I'm an actor. We're like, just oh, hey, hey listen, working is work. Yeah, I oh, hope I, I like work it. with you one day. You never know. Me too. Me too. We, uh, you know, um, Jimmy, you know we're talking about, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy talking about getting into. I'm gonna try and get into some of the and stuff. And then you could watch on. me do my yeah. lines. And if you drop your line, I'll smack you right in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't drop lines. I just go and go and go. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if you do that, that I, I'm with that too. If you just keep going, I'm, I'm with it. I'm like that. I'll be right there with you. <laughs> that never stopped. But anyway, so you guys, Michael, just, you're terrific. Michael James Lazar, you guys, if you need an actor, he's a phenomenal actor. You can get him on Instagram under MJLAZAR uh, for Michael James Lazar. Congratulations on all your success. And Thank I'm only you. wanting huge things for you in the future. And, um, and we'll I definitely be in touch. Come back. Come back. I will. You. I will. If Thank you guys for having me on only, today. This was come back after you win an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm working on that. I'm working. And then on you'll that. bring the Oscar with you, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll probably, well, probably, probably an Emmy before an Oscar. Yeah, he's going to get an Emmy. Emmy. Emmy's good. Emmy is good. Emmy's I'm, good. I'm working on I'm working on developing a series right now with a friend of mine. I got to do a quick joke. Okay. Somebody on Facebook said to me because I was talking about uh, Sean Kanan's Emmy, and one of my people on Facebook wrote, "Ron Russell, I hope you get an Emmy also." Except he spelled Emmy enema. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get an enema. Wait, 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 that's listen. That's it's 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 extremely important to spell to check. Extremely. <laughs> so I went hysterical. He said, "I hope you get an enema soon." I love it. All right, well, Michael, thank you so much. Say Michael. hello to your lovely wife. Thank you guys. It was See, great. You. Okay. See you very soon. Bye bye. All right, we'll do. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye-bye. Yay! Bye-bye. All right, you guys. We're gonna take a quick music break. This is Rob Son. The name of the song is Remember My Name. And when we come back, we're going to have our next guest, Faith Hips Clark. So please enjoy Robson. Remember My Name. Here it goes. Yeah. Hold up, let me do my thing. Hold up, let me sip my drink. You don't even know my story. You ain't ever felt my pain Yeah, I've been through the rain when it's storm, But I know that the weather's don't change They telling me that life is a gamble So I bet you gon' remember my name This year I ain't stopping Till I make my way up to the top Been working so hard And now that I started, I won't ever stop There's no time to be lazy Gotta give everything that I got If you don't got nothing to bring to the table You cannot reach in my pot, no There's no way I'm sitting around all day Chilling and twiddling my thumbs they asking me where I get all of my time as I told them it comes from above. I never pay attention to the hate. I'm only acknowledging love. I cannot... 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well on the negative, that's how you get stuck Hold up, let me do my thing Hold up, let me sip my drink You don't even know my story You ain't ever felt my pain Yeah, I've been through the rain when it's stormy But I know that the weather's gonna change They telling me that life is a gamble So I bet you gonna remember my name she don't even know my name. They ain't never found my pain. I know when it's time to make a change. I know when it's time to switch lanes. I can be stuck driving on the wrong way. Not my pace, wanna do all the gas. Whole lot of my tank, I don't think it gets empty. This shit ain't regular, you ain't gon' find anybody else doing everything that we do. Promise you, we astronomical, it's so phenomenal. Started using my logic and all the impossible turn into probable. Never let me do my thing. Baby, can you hold my turn? They didn't know me last year. Say my last name. Hold up, let me do my thing. Hold up, let me sip my drink. You don't even know my story. You ain't ever felt my pain. Yeah, I've been through the rain when it's stormy, but I know that the weather's gonna change. They're telling me that life is a gamble, so I bet you gonna remember my name. That's Rob Sand, you guys. And uh, the name of the song is Remember My Name. I found him on TikTok. He's cool. He's got millions of followers, and I, I really enjoy uh, the music. So now we're going to bring on our next guest, something a little different for the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and interesting yes, it for is. everybody. Um, so go ahead, uh, Juan. Let's bring in Faith. <laughs> hey. Hello. Hi. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Absolutely. All right. There's a plane going awesome. over at the moment. So let me do an introduction then. Hey, you guys. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, casting director, producer, acting coach, Faith Hibbs, Clark. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. So much fun. Yay. Um, so before we get Yay. started, let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Okay. Close Hello, up. Hello, Ron. I want you to look at my face. My name is Tony. No, Curtis, don't do that. Yeah, he doesn't know that. And I'm a movie star. <laughs> and nobody knows what she does. I you know can't that. Do that, Jimmy. Shut up for no. two minutes. Oh, this is his moment. This is no, his moment. I want to. 
I'm setting her up. I know, this but I, I, we have to talk up. about it first, and we're not Jimmy, ready for stop that. stop it. Stop it. I, <laughs> I hate when he does it. I'm setting her up to the audience, because now the audience is saying, what the hell is Ron doing? <laughs> I want anticipation for this lady, because she's incredible. Okay, so... I told him right before the song that one I, of the things I, I that you do is that I you're a dete <laughs> deception detection expert. So that's why he's telling yeah. mm -hmm. all these things. But I want to build up into that to talk about that a little bit. So you guys, this is but since when do you direct? Faith, uh, always. I got the director credit on the show. You don't direct. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's bullshit because you don't direct me. So anyway, anyway. Um, so Faith, hello. We're and married. Welcome to the we're show. married. Can you tell we're married? Yeah, I'm I'm an expert on marriage. I've done it so many times I've gotten really good at it. So, <laughs> so you guys, real quick too, uh, before we even start talking to Faith, you can follow her Instagram is communication method for actors. Her website is actingscience.com and cmfatraining.com. They both go to the same site. Uh, and uh, basically it's communication method for actors. And uh, she does all kinds of things. I don't hear an English accent. I read that you were born in England, but you don't really sound like you have an English accent. It takes about six ounces of a good Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> to, get, to, to get it to come it all out. It comes back to me. <laughs> I like, love it. Same thing with me. My Brooklyn comes back one hour in Brooklyn and I'm speaking like, yeah, give me the over there. The thing over there, you know, the green parent thing. So, so, you guys, uh, so Faith does a bunch of different things. It's very interesting because we've never, we've only had one, I think, acting coach, first of all, come on the show uh, in 15 years. So we've only had one. We've never had anybody who's a deception detection expert. And that I want to know. Uh, I want you to teach me the tricks. So, hang on. That. So, so there's a, there used to be a TV show on. It was my favorite show with Tim Roth. It was called Lie to Me. It, uh, did you ever see that show? I did, and that was uh, completely the, the type of work that I used to do before I got into to casting. Um, I think it was a little exaggerated coming around the fourth season. You know, he would go into to houses with uh, a gun, and he would snoop around. It's like, they they never gave me a gun. So <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that's a little bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> but it's kind of the same thing, though, then, right? You watch facial Absolutely, movies. yeah. People react to things. Okay, so so tell us a little bit about what you do. We'll give you a free a free game to get us started, and then we'll ask questions from there. Okay. Well, um, so I've been casting for for twenty years, but I I had sort of this career change because I used to work in, like you said, this field of deception detection, and that's the ability to read someone's body language and have a pretty good idea that if that person is lying or not lying. And if they are, or even if they're not, we have a really good idea of how they're feeling around that lie. Yes. Well, look, <laughs> y'all lie saying? 81 times per day. That's, those are the averages and that you're lied to 300 times per day. And, really? you know, Yes, 81 times per day. You lie 81 times, lie 81 day times a day. She said, people, mm -hmm. you, like meaning us, we lie 81 times a day. And when you're talking to yep. other people, people lie to you 300 times a day. I only lie when I say I love him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that down, though. I do I'm reading your body language as, as you speak. So. <laughs> Be forewarned. I want you to know you're very beautiful. You're a pretty woman. Oh, gosh. Thank very you very beautiful. much. Beautiful bones. I like your cheekbones and your pointy chin and your nose. These are the three most important <laughs> elements 
No, in a beautiful woman, Elizabeth Taylor, all of them, heart shape, cheekbones, and chin. If you have the three points, you're a beautiful woman. Notice that in if you're a good facial person. Notice that in people's faces. Beautiful people have high cheekbones, pointy chins. I was an Thank artist. You. <laughs> Thank well, you. Very so, so how did you move, though, from being a detection expert to being – because you've cast – I mean, I went on your IMDb. I didn't write it all down, but you cast like a zillion – a zillion films. Oh, she's a movie caster. Yeah, movie okay. casting director. Mm -hmm. Yes, casting director. Mm -hmm. Well, um, yeah, you know, we pivot in life, don't we? Um, I think that uh, the the main catalyst for me changing into to the film industry was I was, you know, I worked with a lot of trial attorneys. I worked with a lot of CEOs and even some federal agents and that type of, of world. But then I started working with politicians. And politicians, ponies. they were very interested in how it was that I could detect their lie because <laughs> then they could try not to do those things. So we call that reverse engineering. And <laughs> But isn't it everything they say is a lie? So it's so easy to say, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. I, I do wonder if the numbers go up for, for politicians. They just, I mean, really, they never answer the questions. There's the, the biggest yeah, thing that they yeah. do is the avoidance. Apps, or they answer a question yeah. with a question. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We, oh, we know very well what's going on. So now, seriously, <laughs> seriously, what do you look for, like eye quirks or something? What is it about the face that indicates they're lying? Well, first of all, it's not just the face. It's your whole body. Body language. And yeah, your your whole body is is speaking. I think what most people don't realize, and this is one of the things I teach to actors, is that when you go through life and you you run into various situations or you have conversations with people, you are actually going to show your your truth, your um, your emotions through your body language before you even have a thought, before you even know what you're thinking. So your body is like the ultimate lie detector kit because it's going to show your emotions and how you feel before anything else, before you even have a thought about how you feel. So it's the first thing. So what I teach actors in my communication method for actors is if you want to be believable, if you want to be honest in your, in your acting, one of the things you have to do is you have to emotionally regulate the same way that we do in our everyday lives, which means that that reaction, that body language, and that thought formation has to come first. Because if you just spit out a lie, um, which is the line, it's going to read like a lie. You know, I always joke and I say that oh, when people get... What's that? No, it's like method acting. Method acting, when it began 100 years ago, was to tell the truth about your character, not to lie. Uh, that's the first thing they teach you in method acting is do not lie when you're you're being performing because the audience can tell a liar of an actor. If you are dying, die. Don't make believe you're dying. And I think that's what you're saying. Because what you well, teach, you teach that all. Actually, I teach something a little bit different. I mean, I, I like that way of thinking. I like that thought process of, you know, they can tell when you're lying because they absolutely oh, yeah. can tell camera, when camera you're lying. Everything. Camera sees um, everything. What I teach is a little bit different, and it goes back to my educational background in behavioral psychology and, and neuroscience, is the brain can actually do something really cool for you, and actors can take advantage of this. And therefore, you know, method acting, it was, 
this idea that you had to live these experiences for real so that they would be portrayed as real. What I teach instead is body language coding. And the way that this works, it's really quite simple. Your body shows your emotion through the body language. So if you're feeling angry at your partner there, <laughs> like that never happens, right? No, I, I just so, do that on that's all. So funny. what is what's the well, you know, let's say you are feeling uh, what's something you might feel towards your partner, Ron? He does get angry. Not I mean, I'm not on the show, that's all pretend, but like sometimes yeah. I mean nobody doesn't argue all that nobody's perfect all the time. So we argue once in a while. He gets angry. Oh, Angry. I love this confessional here that's already. He's Italian too. I I scream and I get vulgar and I tell him I'm going to throw him through a window if he doesn't shut the fuck up. And, you know, I'm tough. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm a wise guy. But. And then, like 10 minutes later, he's fine. Yeah, I mean, body language. When I, (laughs) when I, when I work, if I'm not working playing a gangster, I have to watch my body language. I definitely do. I'm loving everything you're saying. Because she was going to give you an example of something. No, though, I, wanted so. to I was, I was, but I love well, the give, give us the example, example and then we'll go on. Well, what's I want you to give me an example. So, so Ron, what's something you do when you get angry when you're being all Brooklyn? Like, like, what do you, what do you do? He, he what is something that, oh, well, I yelling get, is, is verbal. So forget about it. What are you doing to me? I'm getting crazy. What's wrong with you? I'm going to throw you right do through like that, that window. Almost. <laughs> okay. So, so you kind of do like these, these, Upward cup hands, like, like yes. okay. I'm, I'm so for you, that's that's what you do when you're angry. Ah, you're exploding. Right? Okay. That's an that's an expression of explosion. I'm exploding. Yes. yes. All right. Yeah. So we'll call them explosion hands. Then that's that's fine. Yeah. Because the thing is, it has to be something that you specifically do. Body language is universal, but what you pick out of that universal pot is unique to you. So I couldn't tell you to do a particular body language uh, expression and and have that be authentic and real to your acting performance. So what we do then is we say, okay, so if when you're angry, your brain sends a message to your body for you to do this kind of thing, right? So, okay. Um, What most people don't realize and what body language coding is all about is that the same message that traveled from your brain to your body to make you feel, to show your anger and make you feel angry by doing this, the explosion, right? Um, That message goes the other direction. So what that means is if you start doing this explosion gesture, after a time period, you're going to feel angry because your brain is saying, you know, when we do this, we're angry. So we must be angry. And then then what the brain does is floods your limbic system with chemicals and hormones. And, and it makes you actually feel angry. Maybe, uh, maybe your breathing changes. Maybe your heart rate changes. So you can't make that stuff happen on its own. So this is what I call body language coding because you're taking on the physical manifestation of that emotion. And then it changes your physiological state. So you don't actually have to go out and relive the, you know, live these experiences for real. You don't have to dig up old trauma. Um, You can just code your performance and your body with these body language uh, aspects that are going to tell your brain how your body should be feeling. Yeah, but in acting, you have to, 
here, example, Brooklyn, oh, I'm going to kill you. Protestant, Connecticut, I'm very angry with you. I'm really not enjoying this. Different. Um, so when you act, you have to know the character, the location, where the character came from, what nationality the character is, and what kind of finances it has. I study my character. I make it, I make it come to real. I mean, I'm playing a landlord in a movie coming up now, and I'm not, because I get killed. I'm not certain how I'm going to play that landlord yet, because the script is a little wavy. But I know that once I shoot it, I'm going to play it like a landlord. I've never been a landlord. I've not a clue as to what a landlord feels, but I'll learn it. So I believe in what you're saying. What you tell the brain, the body does. There's no question about it. Yeah, and so in a situation like that, I mean, obviously, if you're playing a character that wouldn't be consistent with this, this sort of uh, regionalism of the the, the uh, exploding hands kind of thing that you you personally do, then you would just pick something else from your repertoire of body language that would be more well suited for that character, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. still has the body coding aspect to be able to exactly. get that emotion. Exactly. So that's why you call it acting. You're a good coach. -based you know what? I should give your name to a lot of crappy actors I work with. All they, do, <laughs> all they do is read lines. You know, they stand there with their hands in right. their pocket. They, I want to vomit. You know, you're a human being. Humans don't stand there reading lines. They emote. Actually, oh God, I could by the way, she's got a, a website, you guys. It's actingscience.com because on her website, she's got a great website. It's very easy to navigate, and she does do classes, and you can sign up for classes, and you can do all kinds of stuff and I would to work with her. Sign up to her class if you're an actor. You can't go wrong. She's got the right beat. So some Thank of the you. people you know, you, know, you know what you're selling. You got, you got, you're good. A couple Thank of people, you. You guys, she, 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 because she works uh, under NDAs, she can't talk about a lot of the people that she's worked with, but three of them she, are on her website, so I know we can talk about them. And uh, yeah. so she worked with Emma Stone, you guys, Academy Award winner. Love her. Quentin Aaron mm -hmm. from The Blind Side, who we met at that bullying event yes, from uh, very sweet the, guy. the Blind Side, a great movie. And sweet Jamie guy. McGinty, who was one of the guys on Glee, uh, um, one of the singers on Glee, I think the last two seasons maybe or something like that. But anyway, big people. Um, the method seems to, to be working and well, because it's, it's an understandable method. She's not teaching something that's way out someplace that you got to say, Oh, that's bullshit. What she's talking about is, is so easy. It's simplistic. Your brain tells your body what to do. Actually, am I, I right in what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know, science is something that, that we can really count on. Um, and I think a lot of methods out there are, are just people's opinion. And what I like about this is that I'm able to tell people a, a, a particular aspect of it, like I just did with, with you two, and then say the scientific reason why that is true. Not just, oh, faith likes this. You know, faith likes this. Well, what if the next person doesn't like it? And I think you get so many actors that are so frustrated. And frankly, I don't blame them. Because they're being told different things. They keep taking these casting director workshops, hoping to get discovered, which first and foremost should not be the way it's done. Uh, you should go to these workshops to, to learn, not to just get um, an opinion. But that's all it is. It's an opinion without any real substance a lot of times. There's some good ones out there, of course, as well. Um, but a lot of times it's just they're they're going in and they're acting and then getting an opinion. I liked it. I didn't like it. Okay, but why? Break that down 
that, that, into that's, scientific reasons. <laughs> that's their insecurity. When actors pull that insecure stuff, I get bored to death. And I say to them, listen, Buster, you're going to be in the public eye, on film, on stage, or whatever. People are going to like you. People are going to not like you. People are going to think you stink. People are going to think you're great. So don't worry about what people think. Worry about what you think about your work. Can you improve your work? Can, mm -hmm. uh, did you do a good job? I never had an acting lesson. I've never gone to method acting. All I know is I read a book once about method acting, and I liked everything I read, and I agreed with it, and I use it. Yes, I do use things. I mean, there are times I think of my father when I have to be very strict. I just played a father in a movie not long ago, and I had to reflect to my father. Um, a lot of actors don't have children, so they don't know what it's like to be a father. I have two daughters that I raise single-handedly. I'm in about three movies that they cast me only because they know that I know how to be a father. So you see, you do tap into real life experiences. So combine what you do and real life experiences, you're going to be a damn good actor. I always say that the, the method that is best is the method that works for you. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like, I really like the idea that when you have, when you take, I, like people say, well, what, what is better about your method or whatever? And they get into like these little scuffles over it. And of course I can quote all the science and I can, I can stand behind everything that I'm saying, but really at the end of the day, the method that works best is the method that works for you. I look at what I teach as more as the grid. Um, the, 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 the framework that you can take and you can put in the different things that you are maybe responding to I in, love it. I in love your it. other training. Absolutely. So have you ever totally. decided like, totally. cause like you, I mean, you kind of have like a, a pretty Deborah Harry look going on. Like, did you ever consider yourself to be like, did you ever want to be an actor? Cause you didn't, you're a casting director. Did you ever want to be an actor? She's pretty enough to, to be an actor. Yeah, you're gorgeous enough to be an actor. Yeah, well, an I should just hang out with y'all all, all the time. I think it's just <laughs> my ego. Um, we don't do ego here. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, sure. If you were this ugly, show. we wouldn't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, this show is so, our show is so honest. That's why we love it. People love our show because we talk the truth. Yeah, if you were we ugly, we would just we wouldn't no, talk no, about it at all. No, no, no Hollywood bullshit here. I, I've told Jimmy that I will not do this show for 14 years if I have to kiss ass, blow smoke up everybody's ass, and humor them. I'm not a psychiatrist. Let them go to a shrink for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm an you really are beautiful. You are you're beautiful. beautiful. You're intelligent. You're well spoken. You could be anything you want to be. Am I right? Well, she is. No, she could be anything she wants to be. Thank you very much. Um, no, I really haven't uh, ever wanted to do that. It's funny, though, because it seems like every project that I cast, the director wants to put me in the movie. And I say, no, I don't act. I, I you know, and I see actors struggling to get parts. And I think, gosh, all you have to do is become a casting director and they offer it to you. Um, <laughs> no, you photograph well. You look like Gene Simmons with blonde hair. Do you know who Gene Simmons is? Not Gene Simmons Yes. No, no, Gene Simmons, uh, movie actress. Jean, do you remember? She was an English actress, Gene Simmons. She yeah, was, well, I am British. Married so, to a danger. Gene yeah. Simmons, a very beautiful actress. If you've had black hair, you could look like Gene Simmons. I like Thank love you. it. I might next week. You never know. Hey, that's right. <laughs> Tell me, how many times you're married? Because you opened that door. 
Oh, right. Um, well, three times uh, and then engaged twice after that. So what I figured out is that you don't always have to say yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, hey, that works. Right, Just because right. they ask doesn't mean to say you have to say yes. But then, right. you know, I joke about it, but as a deception detection expert, you know, it's not that easy to be in a relationship because uh, in in day-to-day life, like I said, we lie 81 times per day. My thesis work was on the different types of lies. So there's 13 different types of lies. Um, we can go through a few if you want, but, but think about that, you know, so I'm interacting someone in my house, in my space that I'm aware is lying on a regular basis. And, um, and you know them really well, because one of the things you want to do in deception detection is you have to baseline a person, you have to see what's normal for them. So, you know, it takes just a few minutes to, to figure that out. And now you're living with them. And now you know every single thing they do, like the back of your hand and when they're lying and how they feel about the lie. And so I would try to talk to them and say, you know, I I can see that maybe that's not exactly how things worked or how it happened. And would you like to talk about that? Um, And it was just really difficult. Oh my God! So hey, no, 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 my turn, my turn. My, no, my no. question. <laughs> so no, this is important because I'm so. Before I was with Ron, I was with a psychologist for 25 years. Oh God! And everybody, oh, okay. nobody wanted to talk to him ever. I mean, he was all messed up anyway. But everywhere we went, everybody felt like he was like analyzing them. And if I would imagine yeah. the same thing would work for you, like not analyzing, but everybody, if they know you're a detection expert, everybody, they're probably like afraid to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. I actually never get asked out. Um, And and that may, you know, you just said how beautiful I am, but I never get asked out. And I think that that might have something to do with what I do. Guys are afraid um, to ask about beautiful women. My my daughter was first runner up in the Miss America Eastern Division. She's gorgeous, blonde, green eyes. Men don't ask her out. And if they talk to her, they have the balls to talk to her. They say, gee, you know, you're really nice. You're not a snob at all. Because they think beautiful women are snobs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that culture has a lot to do with lying. I was raised very Italian. And in our household, and in all the Italian households I know in Brooklyn, we did not like liars. Anybody that lied was in trouble with us. And we were taught from young, tell it like it is, be honest, don't bullshit anybody, don't lie. And that's why my personality is such. I doubt I lie 81 times a day. I don't think I have enough going on to lie about. Um, I do. I lie Uh, uh, on Facebook. I don't lie. I give advice and I tell the truth. All my friends laugh at me. Sean Kanan made a joke the other day. He said, oh, you know, Ron, beware of what he says, you know, as a joke, because he'll tell you the truth. I believe in truth. I believe lies are, are damaging. And lies are found out. In the end, you'll find out who's a liar. So it's easier to tell the truth and not have to worry, gee, what did I say? I said that last week. I I forgot what I said. Now I can't say it again. Who the hell wants to live like that as a liar? So I think she's also probably talking about like, like, because as a kid, you know, they like, they grow up and your parents tell you there's such a thing as a white lie that you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So you. No, our house, there's no such thing as a white lie. My house, a lie was a lie. A lot. My father would always say to me in Italian, la verita. 
the truth. Yeah. But the white, line, the white line might make up a lot of the 81% of, I mean, a lot well, of the Wait, wait, let me yeah. ask you, do I lie to you all day long? Tell the no, truth. he doesn't lie all day long. That's why I we really? get into fights, because he tells me the truth. I do, yeah, <laughs> and he gets offended. Now, you want to talk about body language? I do that. You know, when Jimmy's mad, he does this. <laughs> oh, the dead stare. Oh. Okay. He, he goes <laughs> with it. Implodes. He, he explodes. I implode. I, yeah. I take it all in. He so, lets it all you know, out. You learn people, but I don't see a point in lying. Um, so let her respond to what you're well, saying. I mean, I don't get it. Well, thou protest a little bit too much, right? Wait, about you, now, what, my friend. Yes. Yes. Gone on and on and on wait, about wait, this. Wait, so, wait, 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 I'm going to ask Faith. How many times a day do you lie, and what do you lie about? Well. I, I'm sure that I also lie. Um, and like you, my intention is not to lie. But yeah. I think it's important to understand what some of those lie categories are. So let me explain one that you might find oh, fascinating. Yeah. Um, remember, we're, we're talking about deception detection. And so we're talking about body language reading. So your body is always going to tell the truth when what you're processing in your brain is uh, contradictory to, to, you know, whatever the circumstance is, your body's going to show that. So one category of lies that the body will show as, as a lie is what I call the future lie. And the future lie is when you say, I will never leave you. I will never cheat on you. I'm going to work out tomorrow. Your brain doesn't know that for a fact. And so it's going to show and read that as a lie. Do we think that's a bad thing to do and say, well, it's our intention. We'd really like to not cheat on our spouse, right? That's, that's a good intention. All the time to him. Mm -hmm. yeah, but it's actually a lie. It's actually it's a lie. lie. As far as that. your brain is concerned. Oh, I do know yeah. that. No, you don't. <laughs> you do. believe you know that, but your brain does oh, not know that. I don't want to get into it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, no, like more moralistically, you don't want to do that. So that for that is your intention. And the intention I, I, is honest. I do, lie. I do lie because I just said a lie yesterday. We got brand new, beautiful area carpet for the room we're in now. Gorgeous area carpet. But we have a beautiful little dog, Brandy Girl, who likes to eat carpet. She chews holes in carpet. So I <laughs> to Jimmy, if she eats this carpet, I'm going to bring her right to rescue and give her away. Now that right. Well, was, that's not true. That was right. a big fucking lie. Trust me. <laughs> I wouldn't give my dog up. My little white girl, my little boy. Look at my little boy. He's so cute. Astro, say yeah, hello. let me see the dogs. They had a face. Say hello the to Faith. Too big to say, Faith, how are you, honey? Isn't she pretty? <laughs> say hi, Faith. But I would never give my dog up. So that was a lie. You're right. We do lie stupidly. We lie in weird ways. Yeah, yes. we lie in weird ways. Yeah. I we find it times you know and no, a lot no. of our lives are subconscious as well so we don't even know that we're doing it like you know we say things that that are going to read as a lie just because we don't we our brain just doesn't have the data we take in 200 trillion bits of information a second but our brain actually only processes on a conscious level 2000 bits per second so all that other stuff that can be a lot of lies that we're telling ourselves. That can be a lot of data that we're just not processing. That's do you think fascinating. Um, do you think I, I am stopping all sugar completely now? I'm not ingesting any sugar at all. And I've done this now for about four days. I'm having difficulty. <laughs> well, well, that's good for you. Four days, that's great. Because it causes <laughs> neuropathy. 
I'm a type two diabetic, so it causes mm -hmm. neuropathy. So I have to stop medically. Yeah, I'm lying to myself when I say I will never eat sugar again. Yes, you're yeah. lying. That's a lie. There's no way to stop it because certain things, there's no way you can. I mean, any. So we do lie to ourselves. I'm, I'm going to lose weight. Uh, there's a lot of things. You're right. We do lie to ourselves. There's a lot of things that we lie about to ourselves uh, that sort of perpetuate the myths of, of our lives. For actors, for instance, they're constantly telling themselves they're not very good memorizers. Oh, I'm just no good at memoriz memorization. Well, you just told your brain that you're no good at memorization. Your brain's up there trying to figure it out. Like, wait, wait, we do know how to memorize. And it's going to read like a, a like a lie. So there's a lot of that stuff that we, we do to ourselves that actually counts into that category of deception. And, um, and I look at it and I read it and I say, oh, 100% you can do this. Age you know, I help people believe in themselves because, <laughs> you know, their bodies are telling them that, yes, you can do these things. Well, there are um, certain. Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe well, you, no, no, you no. tell yourself no, no. age may is why no, you can't no, remember lines, no, no. but maybe that's bullshit. No, it's not. The <laughs> brain is the brain at eighty-two years old doesn't function as well as at twenty-five. Uh, I have. But if some, you continue to reinforce that, your no, brain is like really a well-trained dog. It'll do what you say. No. It will. Yeah, I like that. No, hey, I, like I that. agree with you. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I um, couldn't train any of my husbands, but I can no, train. No. Mine, mine has, <laughs> mine has a lot to do with medical because type two diabetics mm -hmm. will, because of the sugar damage, have some mm -hmm. dementia or loss of brain cells. We know that mm -hmm. for a fact. I think I agree with you, Faith. And I agree with you, but I've I, seen I, no, it. no, wait a minute, Jimmy. You know me. I'm not a defeatist. I know, but I've actually seen you memorize lines, and then when I give you the little cue, you know the line. You actually can do it, but if yeah, you didn't but tell then, yourself, but, but from you, from you to the set, I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I use well, an ear no, I work with an earplug. Jimmy feeds me my cue lines and they go in my earplug, like Johnny Depp does and Brando and Meryl Streep. They all do it. De Niro, not Brando. Ball and Brando. He doesn't do it anymore. He's no, Ball and Brando. Don't, don't tell actors this, because if unless they are those famous actors, they're never going to get away with using an earpiece. Uh, that's um, true. Uh, you know, it's, um, it, it is, there are definitely medical conditions that affect memory, but, uh, there's also this thing called neuroplasticity, which is the brain's ability to repair itself. And there's more and more research coming out every day about this. Through correct so how they, nutrition. Is that right? Is he right? Like how, how do you fix your neuroplasticity? If you eat correctly and stop the poison. Well, let her tell me. I want to tell her. <laughs> well, yes, definitely. Page. Things like. I love you. We're on the same page. Yeah, things like uh, getting quality sleep. I don't think uh, historically we've really spent enough time talking about the importance of quality sleep. Um, most Americans have sleep apnea, if not severe sleep apnea, but we really don't treat it. Um, so that, for example, um, your health and nutrition, your, your balance, your, your hormones, all of those things are definitely key factors. But the one thing that really builds neuroplasticity more than anything else is fantasy. And so you're like, oh my God, what the heck is she talking about? So the brain is designed to do two things. It's designed to survive and evolve. And we have to survive in order to evolve. And so um, we spend a lot, if not most of our days in a, uh, a state of our brain, which is survival mode. So survival mode is not gonna create neuroplasticity. 
uh, the evolutionary mode and functions of our brain is going to recreate uh, brain cells and new neural pathways. So how do we get from going from survival mode into um, evolutionary mode is fantasy. This is why we enjoy entertainment so much, because essentially what it's doing, it's giving your brain a break, sort of a spa day of, look, we're not going to worry about surviving. And right now we don't have to evolve. So just kick back and relax. That's why we like entertainment. That's why we like to go to the movies. That's why we like music. That's why we like dancing. These things, this this time for fantasy, which frankly, a lot of cultures, um, a lot of cultures around the world really encourage that. You know, they encourage the arts. They encourage, um, you know, I, I live part time in, in France and, you know, we take time with our meals. We're, we, we're, we take three, four hours sometimes eating our meals and socializing with our friends. That is the break that our brain needs. During that fantasy mode, if we are reinforcing myths such as I can't memorize or I'm too old to memorize or I'm not good enough or I'll never be famous or any of these things during that time period. <laughs> Go ahead. No, keep finished. Let her finish the thought. No, I'm though. just kidding. If you don't, well, it's just, it's, it's almost it, like an open wound uh, in a be, good way. You're right. So it, when your brain opens up during fantasy state, if you're putting messages into your brain that are, are not consistent with what you want your brain to do, then you are going to live those neural pathways. Um, if you think of the brain as a mountain and when it rains, think of that as your stimulation in, in your life, uh, you carve these pathways down the mountain from uh, from the water going down the mountain. Same is true with your brain. So as you live life, you create these neural pathways that become then the blueprint of your life experience. If you experience those things, you reinforce those things over and over and over again, what happens is that you get this, this data and it could be completely different data, but it's going to pass down those paths of least resistance. So it's going to go down those neural pathways because you've done it before. You know, I always hear people say, um, oh, I just keep attracting the, the same bad people into my life. That is because you are not changing anything. You're just the path of least resistance. You're just continuing to do the same thing over again. So the only way, so when it rains, you know, it's going to go down those, the, those same paths that have been carved into the mountain. The only way to get new neural pathways, i.e. neuroplasticity, is to overstimulate so in other words, a monsoon of rain down that mountain, that will force new neural pathways. I love so it. that's what you have to do with your brain. And if you're just reinforcing the myths of your life, then you're going to stay there forever. I like love it. I think very good, very good. Well, how do you account <laughs> for walking into a room and forgetting why you went into that room and what you were looking for? It could be that you have an overactive mind. So in other words, in the time that it took you to walk from one room to the other, you had a billion thoughts. Maybe That's you wrote true. a scene in a movie. Maybe you um, you know, decided three great ideas that you were going to utilize this week. It could actually be not a lack of memory, but an overactive mind that is looking for uh, a spa day, if you will, is looking for the evolutionary path to take. So right. I think that we take those kind of experiences and we automatically think that they're bad. 
you know, oh, I can't remember, you know, the cat darts out of the room, like they have a mission, but, but you can't remember why you're there. It doesn't really matter so much why you're there as, as it does what you were thinking about while you were getting there. So there's two very different ways of looking at that. This morning, I was trying to make coffee and I had a bit of difficulty with it because as I was making the coffee, I said to Jimmy and myself, I wonder if my daughter Deirdre landed in London yet because I haven't heard from her and I was worried. Mm-hmm. She's traveling alone to, from uh, London, Scotland and Ireland. And I'm a little bit mm-hmm. concerned about a girl alone in those countries with the problems they have politically. So well, I should be fine uh, in Scotland and England. <laughs> yeah, should be fine. <laughs> should be fine in most of Ireland. So I am very, very uh, involved right now with her well-being, and mm-hmm. I have two scripts to memorize. And I decided not to do it today because I'm not going to have the focus. My focus is um, until I hear from my daughter. Is that normal or not? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not only normal, but but smart. I think a lot of people don't realize that memory and recall are two different things. So um, what I would advise you to do is to look over your scripts and then put them away. Um, Because you are you're you're focusing on something else today and just allow yourself to have that time. I I call it Jimmy. I call it priority thinking. That's my (laughs) No, I do. I call it priority. Jimmy said, how come you didn't do it? I said, because it was not priority thinking. I have priority over something more important. And that's my problem. I I put the important things before the less important. Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, that's probably why you can't remember why you walked into the room, because the thing in your head became more important than the thing in the room. That's right. So I just want people out there to know that a lot of people think it's the beginning of, of, of Alzheimer's or dementia. It's not necessarily, it could be, but it's not necessarily signs of dementia or Alzheimer's. Okay, hang on, because we only got a, like a minute and a half. I love her. I want to thank you. I want to thank, okay. <laughs> thank Barry Rogers for introducing us to you. First I of all, he's a, and everybody of, listen to a great publicist. Woman, she knows you what got, she's selling. You guys can go to Face website. She's got <laughs> actingscience.com and cmfatraining.com. Go to actingscience.com. It's just easier to remember that one. Her uh, her Instagram is communication method for actors. So it's yeah, follow actors. me on Instagram. That's the, the algorithm Instagram. is against me. Yeah, the algorithm. <laughs> I don't do enough pointing and dancing. Wait, so. Yeah, wait, me neither. Wait, where do you are you in, you teach in LA? No, she's in. I don't teach in LA. I teach online, so um, oh, I teach everywhere. Online. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. give I'm going to give your name to a couple of young actors that ask me. For advice, I'm going to turn them on to you because you say that would be great. You say the same thing I say. Yeah, yeah, we're speaking the same language. I I just put the science behind the the cool things you think about. If it's not here, Mm -hmm. it'll never get to the screen. Mm -hmm. That's reaction first. That's emotional regulation. Not here. Process of Mm -hmm. screen. So you I guys tell them that all the time. follow Faith on Love Instagram. that. Guys, if you need an if you need a great acting coach, go uh, go to actingscience.com. I would if and I were young. You and should confused. write a book about the deception stuff because like that would be like amazing to read, actually. I am actually working on that. I'm almost finished with it, so I'm expecting that to come out um, after the first of the year. So there will we'll be a book called Acting Science. Out. We'll bring it back then. Like, I, I want to read if, that. If I were a young actor starting off and I were insecure and worried about how to and what to, I would contact this lady. I think she could be a great help to you. 
Absolutely. All right. So thank you so I much. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Roger. Face. I really enjoyed you. You were very interesting and smart and pretty. All, all <laughs> nice. I'm all not nice lying, face. and I'm not lying. All right, Faith, thank <laughs> you so much. All right. Bye, Faith. Today. We'll be back next week, and have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye -bye. See ya. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Russell.